0: So this past week, I took a couple days off and went turkey hunting with a couple other priest friends of mine, and uh, it was one of those experiences where nothing seemed to be working quite right. So we get there, and the first day we get there, it pours rain for the entire day, and so we're sitting there at night under this like little canopy as it's just pouring rain on all of us, and then the next morning, it rained all morning, so we couldn't go out, and uh, and it was cold, it got really cold for a little while, and then the next morning we were able to go out, and so I got out to my spot early in the morning, like uh, we were on about 5.30 in the morning, I was sitting in the woods by a tree, and it was dark, and I was cold and soaked because I'd walked through all the fields and the morning dew was covering my, my legs. And as I was sitting there, the sun began to lighten up the woods, and everything started to take um, life. You know, you began to hear the animals around you. And I could start to hear turkey off in the distance, right? So I reached into my pocket to grab my turkey call. And when I reached into there, I realized my pocket was empty. I must have dropped it somewhere in the woods. And so I spent the next hour going back and forth my trail, trying to find out where the turkey call was. After an hour of looking for it, I gave up, and I couldn't find it. So I ended up walking all the way back and got to to where we were, and I went to my sleeping bag to go back to sleep, and I opened up the sleeping bag, and there was my turkey call. It was there the whole time. And I was sitting there kind of thinking, like, why do I do this? You know, why do I torture myself and go out into the woods like this, and besides the beauty of nature... But I was sitting there around the bonfire with these priest friends of mine and we were laughing and we were telling each other stories and we were just sharing our life and I I thought to myself, this is why I do this. It's to be with these great friends, like I would do anything to spend time with them and it was so good just to be with them around the bonfire, to be with them under the rain, just to kind of spend time together as guys. Friendship is so important. And it's important not only for priests, but for people as well. And so we hear in the gospel, Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. Great friends share everything with each other. They'll do anything for each other, and they they feel like they can let their guard down completely. And friendship friendship has been kind of studied and written about by many of the great authors throughout the years. So even before Christ was Cicero, he was one of the the greatest uh, authors that wrote a treatise on friendship. And then we have St. Augustine and St. Ambrose and St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, one of the saints that I want to share with you today gives just some beautiful reflection on friendship. And this is St. Elred is his name. But he says that when we make friends, we take a step towards God. So when we make good friends, we take a step towards God. He says there's three types of friendships. One is carnal, another is worldly, and a third is spiritual. So I want to talk about those just briefly. Carnal friendships are friendships of the flesh, and by that he would mean friendships that take us away from God, that get us into trouble. And so if you think about your life, you've probably had friends like that in the past. I know I have, especially in my high school and college years, friends that kind of got you off the path and got you into trouble. So those obviously would not be ideal friends. So that's the first is carnal friendships. So think about your friendships right now. If you have any that are like that, it's probably why is to spend time with some other friends. The second he talks about is worldly. And these are friends that we kind of like give and take with, you know, so friends that we might go over with to borrow some tools or, you know, wives you may go over to, to their house to bo- borrow some ingredients or something like that. They're friends that we kind of have this transactional relationship with. Could be friends that you work with, it could be, you know, people that you sell to or buy from. Those are worldly friendships. they're good but they're not the ultimate well the final is the spiritual and the spiritual friendships he calls perfect friendship and the perfect friendships are the ones that lead us to God so he says that in friendship if we have really good perfect friendships in the midst of that friendship we will discover God So I want you to think about that for yourself. Do you have any friends that are that for you? That you together are are closer to God? Cicero described friendship. He said, Friendship so cushions adversity and chastens prosperity that among mortals almost nothing can be enjoyed without a friend. So he says among mortals nothing can be enjoyed without a friend. So if you have something really good or you have wonderful experiences, if you have a hobby or anything like that, to share that with a friend, to have somebody that you have something in common like with, is is something just absolutely wonderful. Now St. Elred says, How happy, how carefree, how joyful you are if you have a friend with whom you may talk as freely as with yourself. So do you have any friends that you could just talk like, you could say whatever's on your mind, and you know that it will be trusted and safeguarded? One whom you never fear to confess any fault or blush at revealing any progress, to whom you may entrust all the secrets of your heart, confide all your plans, what is more delightful than so to unite spirit to spirit and to make one out of two? So he's saying that actually in friendships you become united with each other. He says that those who reject friendships harm themselves, rejecting their humanity. So we need friendships to be human. He says those who banish friendships from their life seem to pluck the sun from the universe, and they be, may be called not human, but beasts. So he says we're not human, but like animals without friends. So he says there's four steps of nurturing these kind of friendships one is first choosing. So the idea is, it's kind of like family. You don't get to choose your family, but you get to choose your friends. So the first is choosing friends, again, that are not of the flesh, not of the world, but of the spirit, friends that will ultimately lead you closer to heaven. The second, he says, is testing, so making sure that that person is reliable and trustworthy. The third is finally accepting that friend, so saying, this is a friend, I can accept this person and then fourth is perfecting the friendship so actually taking the time and the energy to perfect the friendship this is so important for us because as disciples especially the early disciples they were called to be friends that's what they did they were friends for each other the martyrs were friends willing to lay down their lives for each other So he says, Most beloved, open your heart now and pour whatever you please into the ears of your friend. Gratefully let us welcome the place, the time, and the leisure. Welcome the place and the time and the leisure. How many times do we say to our friends, Oh, we'll have to get together sometime? And it never happens. Well, he's saying, Welcome that time. Welcome that place. Welcome that leisure feel like it's important for us to take time, to make time out of our busy lives and to have leisure with our friends, to find a place to get together and to enjoy each other. So we hear in Proverbs from Solomon, a friend loves always. St. Jerome says a friendship that can end was never truly a friendship. So true friendships last not only a lifetime, but as we'll hear, into eternity. Friendships last, not only a lifetime, but into eternity. He goes on to say, I was thinking as I read that if children, um, nothing in, in life is hungered for more holiness, nothing is sought for more utility, nothing is found for more difficulty, nothing is experienced with more pleasure, nothing is possessed with more fruitfulness. Friendship bears fruit in our present life and in the next. So this is why it's important to invest in friendships. It's going to bear fruit not only in this life, it's going to help us to be holy in this life, but it's also going to bear fruit in eternal life. We're going to maintain that friendship. So if one of you dies first, there's still going to be that friendship and that bond and that intercession. And then ultimately when we all die and go to heaven, we'll, we'll have that bond of friendship with each other. I think friendship is so important that like kids, A lot of kids, if they don't have friends early on, they make one up, right? So kids have imaginary friends. Uh, The studies say that one out of three kids will have an imaginary friend for a couple years. That's how important friends are to us. So he says, From all this then, fixed and true, goal of friendship is clear. Nothing should be denied to a friend. Nothing should be refused to a friend. Not even precious life of the body itself for divine authority ordained that it should, should be laid down for a friend. So we're willing to lay our lives down for the love of a friend. And ultimately, as we hear that friendship in this life will not come to an end. He says that a friend is long sought, hardly found, and with difficulty kept. So long sought, hardly found, with difficulty kept. First of all, long sought. A really, really good friend is somebody that we have to search for. So if we don't have a really good friend, search for that person. They're hardly found, so it's even harder than finding a turkey in the woods. A friend is hardly found. And third, with difficulty kept. That means we have to exert an immense amount of effort to keep our good friends. We have to make time for them. We have to make sure that we can do everything that we can for friendship because it's so important. He says that be certain that a friend is medicine for life and a blessing for immortality. So, having a friend in this life is like medicine, it's going to help us in this life and ultimately bless us in, in immortality. So, just to end, you know, as we think about this perfect friendship that he talks about this perfect friendship that will grace us and bless us in this life, this friendship that will go on into everlasting life, just want you to think about that. Do you have that perfect friendship? And if you do, do you invest and make time to grow in that friendship together, to grow in the spiritual life together? Do you have a friend that is medicine for life and a blessing for immortality? I say if you do, make every effort that you can to spend time with them. Drop what you're doing. Make it happen. Get together with that friend because they're so important. A friend is long sought, hardly found, and with difficulty kept. Now, what if we don't have that friend? Well, unlike children, we're not supposed to make up an imaginary friend as adults. We're supposed to actually go and find that friend. Well, how do you seek a good friend? How do you find a holy friend? How do you find someone that is going to lead you into everlasting life? There's no better place than right here in this church. You know, so I'd invite you to talk to people as you go outside the church. I would invite you to take every opportunity, like we offer a lot of opportunities, either to to teach you about something or to offer you service work or to um, just volunteer with different things. Take every opportunity that you can here to seek that friendship and ultimately if we do seek that friendship if we do find that friendship if we do work for the, these friendships they will lead us into heaven he says that when two friends come together two truly spiritual friends that can pray together they can talk about god together they can share their cross together christ appears In the midst of them. And so Jesus says to us, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends, because I have told you everything that the Father has shared with me. And so may we not have worldly friends, or may we not even have friends of utility, or friends that are carnal, or of the flesh, but ultimately may we have these perfect spiritual friends. And if we do, may we hold on to them all the way to heaven.